0: Hello, I'm Dominic, and you're listening to Going Vegan.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Going Vegan series from the Enough of the Falafel Collective. I'm Anthony, and as you've heard, we're joined in this episode by Dominic, the first of many guests who'll be talking us through their own vegan journey. Our intention with this series is to shine a light on the different pathways that there are into veganism, to celebrate the diversity of people that the vegan movement is lucky enough to have within it, and hopefully to offer value to everyone listening, whether in the shape of tips, inspiration, entertainment or accompaniment. I absolutely loved this hour or so with Dominic. It was a fabulous conversation. I know you're gonna love it too. He talks about his his early life as a child, growing up with his mum, and coming to vegetarianism, right through to his early adult life, grappling with with veganism and balancing it with his professional life. And he gives lots of great insights, tips, and advice, as well as a couple of poems to being a professional poet. You can tell Dominic speaks for a living. He's very eloquent, very animated, and I'm absolutely delighted offering this up as our first episode of the Going Vegan series. Over to Dominic. Dominic, thank you so much for joining me today. Really, really looking forward to to having a conversation. We've not really spent much time together before, so I'm getting getting excited about learning more about you just in general but specifically uh, that vegan journey that you have been on and if, if it's okay to start things off can you take us right back not not to when you first were vegan but a bit before that like what were the first signs or little seeds that this might be something that would be of interest to you or, or or could be starting the journey off for you? How did it all begin?
0: Well, I think for me, uh, my mum has always been a huge positive influence in my life. So she really wanted to give up meat. But as a son of a single mother, I was a fussy eater. People say vegans are fussy, and you know, I'm not. Like you give me something vegan, I will eat it. Anything within the vegan palate these days. Jobs are good. And, but as a little lad, uh, I was obsessed with McDonald's, obsessed. All the marketing worked so well. I love the adverts, the colourful characters. And my mum used to lie to me and tell me that food was from McDonald's. When it was not, because I wouldn't eat anything unless it was from McDonald's. So I remember arguing with children at school yeah, McDonald's do frozen pizzas. What are you talking about? So I adored McDonald's. I remember a really fantastic birthday party of a friend where a really cool actor who was acting as Ronald McDonald. We, we saw him, this like group of six-year-old boys, were like, ah, it's Ronald, it's Ronald. And as an adult looking back on that, I think, yeah, he was just an actor who'd finished his shift and was going home. And he was so kind. He came over and did a magic trick for like my mum and my friends in the car park. And it was beautiful and it was magical. And my mum would bring up the subject of not wanting to eat meat and I was not interested at all until we left London where I'd been growing up central capital city and we moved to the countryside when I was seven turning eight and for the first time I was around farm lands and I was seeing many different aspects of farming I was never taken to a a slaughterhouse, but there was conditions that animals were in that were not what we saw in bright, colourful children's picture books. And I was really upset. And I said to mum, I only want to eat old animals who die of natural causes. And my mum, could have humoured me. And she was like, well, that that's not a thing, Dominic, that that doesn't happen. I was like, okay, I won't eat meat. And I remember it so clearly, so clearly. And my mum, you know, we were really poor, my mum and and, I. And she was like, right, if I do this, because I want to do this, I've been saying for a while, I want to do this. And if I buy a load of stuff, you've got to try and eat it, Dominic, because I will, I will, I will. And, um, you know, I had a few, uh, not slip ups, that's too strong a word. But, you know, I was, I was not always the most confident as a child. And if I was invited over to someone's house for dinner, I did not say, oh, I don't eat meat anymore. And, um, you know, I would eat, meat and I'd not feel great about it. And I think actually that kind of helped me on my journey, having these sort of negative associations, people like, oh, don't you miss bacon and all that. And it was quite the opposite, really, that I um, was not enjoying it. And and I I do think something that can be hard to get across to people who, who are currently eating meat all the time or drinking milk, eating cheese all the time, is that your taste buds change, your taste buds change. And Actually, when I was predominantly not eating meat, when I had some, even as a child, it didn't feel good digested. It felt heavy. It felt uncomfortable. It was it was unpleasant. It wasn't the same as when I'd been eating meat all the time, not the same at all, not the same at all. So, you know, the years passed and uh, my transition to full veganism was a really slow one, really, really slow. Like I moved to the city and yeah, veganism was was everywhere. I'm in Manchester now, a big vegan capital.
1: Thank, thank you for that introduction, Dominic, like that you're painting a really vivid picture there. Before we move on to the transition towards veganism, have you spoken to your mum Sort of since that transition, as to what her reasons were for for, for wanting to make that switch herself, because you you've described that it's something that was on her radar, but didn't didn't quite happen, and then then you've had this moment together. But do, do you know what her reasons were?
0: Well, I think it was a big compassionate towards uh, animals, like compassionate towards sentient beings, really. From from my mum's point of view. Um, I think I think also as well and I say this with joy. I say this with joy that my mum and me there's a certain element of actually enjoying being a bit awkward, you know <laughs> like, like and I mean when I say you know about feeling a certain way, of course, we all have different feelings on different days. I mentioned before being a child size being shy, size being less confident and then other times you know n- quite happily being different. I think that as a child, I, I wasn't yet aware that, that one day I would come out as a gay man, but I knew that I was a boy who was called girly and the word girly was used as an insult. And I knew I didn't like football. And I didn't like most of the things that I was was being told were boys things. And my mum's upbringing had been very similar. She hadn't been popular at school. She had struggled to make friends. And sometimes that can make you feel sad. And sometimes that can make you feel like, you know what, I don't want to be like you anyway. Why am I bothered? And and for me and for mum, I think embracing a different lifestyle, which was one... both really believed in from the act of gosh I don't want to be eating living beings I don't have to I don't have to do that um I think there was there was a joy of being different and also I don't think it's too big a thing to say a certain level of of um of comparison. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a funny sort of comparison to make, but you know, when you've been picked on and you've been like treated badly and then, then, you know, you, you look into the eyes of like an animal in, you know, really bad conditions and you're like, well, I don't wish that on, on anybody on on anything, on any life. So I think mum and I have, have always been quite similar like that.
1: So you've made that transition to trying to avoid meat age sort of seven, eight years old, that, that sort of age. So take us from there to when veganism starts to become in the picture. And you, you said it was a slow transition. So take us through that.
0: Yeah, I loved moving to Manchester because by this point I had come out as gay, living in the farming community. It was really traditional and it was just, it was horrible. And Manchester was on telly a lot uh, when I was in my teenage years. So it was really spontaneous coming here and it wasn't really to do with, um, anything to do with animal rights it was to do with wanting to be an artist like uh, i didn't yet know that saying poetry which is what i now do as a job i didn't know that was a career path but i knew that manchester was full of arty people and uh, and full of gays Hooray! so <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, very quickly, I realised, you know, what a a big popular thing vegetarianism and 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 veganism was. And I remember, I will be, I will be um, absolutely honest that as a vegetarian, I can remember saying unpleasant things to vegans i can remember being like oh it's a bit extreme isn't it doesn't sound very healthy to me And not seeing the hypocrisy that i dislike meat eaters saying that to me uh, but i was uh, you know i didn't think i was doing a bad thing i wasn't trying to be nasty i was i was like genuinely like oh no it sounds a bit full on no 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 Are you sure but but that was the initial thing then i met vegans who were bubbly and lively and not, you know, collapsing from, from lack of protein or B12 or, or anything. So, um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I pride myself on now being, being one of those vegans that's quite a lively, bubbly person. So, yeah, it was slow. It was slow. I kind of like, I became really aware of eggs and a bit like when I said to my mum as a boy, I only want to eat old animals. I was like I'm only going to have um organic free range eggs and I was really strict about that and I realized how much stuff has egg in it as a binding ingredient. So I gave up all of that cuz it's like just organic free-range eggs, which was a big change in in my diet because I had been eating like scrambled egg, fried egg. And, you know, I've been vegan over a decade, maybe 16 years now. So there's amazing things that are on offer now, like scrambled tofu dishes that just weren't around when when I started. Um, But I was really, really fixed on this. And then, of course, um, I thought, well, what does organic free-range egg Mean to to male chickens. What does it mean? What does free range mean? What's the definition of free range? I think I think it's the classic thing that everyone's like, oh well, I only eat meat that's that's ethically treated, and it's like, well, well, you know, what is that? What what does that mean?
1: Can I ask Dominic at, at this stage where are you getting your information from? Because you're what I'm hearing is that you're you're asking questions or, or you're you're having sort of doubts about some of the aspects of, of of how you're living your life and the things you're consuming. Is it others who are provoking you to, to ask those questions of yourself or are you, are you asking those questions and then seeking the answers out? Like what's the process there?
0: That's a really good question and it links into how do I now aim to be as a vegan speaking to non-vegans because we live in a society where I don't think we're 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 a pro confrontation society. You know, the, the the government hate protesting. They do stuff to make protesting difficult, and we're often being told as vegans, "Oh, just be gentle with people. Be gentle. Be gentle." No one likes being told unpleasant confrontational stuff, but it was. Unpleasant confrontational stuff that made me vegan. I remember going along to vegetarian vegan festivals in Manchester and sometimes loving them and sometimes not loving them, sometimes feeling a little bit attacked as a vegetarian. But I'm glad I was because I went away and I thought of it. And when I say attacked, when I say attacked, that's not inherently bad. I don't mean attacked as in homophobic abuse. I don't mean attacked as in called personal names. I mean, my beliefs were challenged, which is not an attack. It is not an attack. It is not to call that an attack is incorrect. And it's it's good to be able to say, look at this information. I know you don't want to see this information, but look at it. And I do not believe I would have gone vegan if everyone had just been like, oh, don't disrespect Dominic, gentle, gentle, because, you know, I was doing, uh, I was making choices and then going to social groups where the people who I was with had information which was relevant to the choices that I was making. And, yeah, I, I am really glad that I had the opportunity to go away and think about what I was choosing.
1: So you're going on this journey, you're learning these things, you're being challenged, products are slowly kind of eking their way out of your diet, food types. Is there a point at which you say, right, I'm jumping into this all the way now then? Or is it is it gradual all the way? Is there a point when you say, right, Today's the day I call myself vegan. How how did that go?
0: I did not say I was vegan until I had been vegan for a bit because I was worried that I would not stick to it and that people would judge me because by this point, my career as a poet was beginning to take off. And I'd really wanted that since moving to Manchester and meeting people who were poets and people who are poets if they're good poets, they use their platform as a person whose voices are heard as as a means to, to say stuff that matters, say stuff that matters. And I wanted to do that. But I thought if I come out with a load of vegan poetry and then someone sees me back in McDonald's, like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy at all. So, um, It's really lovely that some of my, well, pretty much all of my closest friends, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that they were influenced by me. And they did make the transition from meat eater to vegan overnight and stuck to it and have done for eight years, nine years. And that is definitely a way that it can safely be done. That is possible. Whatever diet you eat, you've got to be careful that you're eating healthy things. That's not being you know, a specific target of vegans, you know, anyone who eats anything, it's possible to eat well, or it's possible just sit and eat like, you know, dark chocolate for every single meal. That's not good, is it? You know, so like whatever, whatever you're doing, like if you're a meat eater and all you do is eat chicken nuggets, that's not great. That's not great. Any diet, you could be healthy or unhealthy. So of course, in making a big transition, it has to be done with, awareness but yeah it's interesting my journey was a really really slow one and i was fully vegan before saying i'm going vegan
1: when you're going through that transition you've you've mentioned a a fear you've you've got of kind of maybe being being outed as not doing it 100% or or, or being caught out by that sort of things what what are the I mean maybe fear is a strong word but any trepidation you had or kind of doubts or or kind of nagging concerns that oh gosh is this definitely the right thing to do
0: the fears were professional fears because I had a great desire to speak of my joy and passion and anger and sadness connected with veganism uh, animal welfare. And by this point in my life, climate awareness, which was something I became more knowledgeable about far later into my vegan journey. So I didn't have doubt as regards to, oh, I really crave uh, a McDonald's. It wasn't that so much. It was just that, you know, I'm quite a slow writer. I thought if I go to all the effort of writing uh, vegan poetry, and then I get up and I, I say it like an artist who's disingenuous is, is not going to be respected. So if there was the slimmest chance that I weren't going to stick to it, that was my fear. It wasn't to do with my health or my diet or my personal taste preferences. None of that. Like I was really, really enjoying eating vegan food. And I'll tell you a similarity between poetry and vegan food, a similarity similarity between poetry and vegan food, right? It's okay to not like a poem, right? It's okay. People feel really worried that people will think they're thick if they go, oh, but I I don't actually really like carol and duffy that's all right you don't have to other people can you're allowed personal preference in the same way you can go oh well i like rap music i'm less keen on opera you can say that you can have and the same thing with vegan food you're allowed to have a vegan meal and go oh you know that wasn't so much to my taste it doesn't mean that all vegan food's rubbish doesn't mean that all poetry's rubbish in the same way you wouldn't watch like one Show on Netflix, to go Netflix isn't for me. You might say Netflix isn't for you for other reasons, but to base the entirety of a streaming service on one show. Would widely be seen as not really putting the effort in to have an informed opinion, but people like do like have like one little sliver of vegan cheese. Go, oh no, not for me, not for me. And you know, it's absolutely okay to, to be like, yeah, this isn't for me. Let's try something else vegan. The only other option is bacon. There can be no other option.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it sounds to me like. The, the sort of environment that you were in when you're making that transition to veganism is actually perhaps less skeptical than than perhaps other environments that that people could have in i mean we are talking like 15 16 years ago so that obviously a a lot of progress has been made since then but in terms of being in manchester in in quite a progressive scene with regards to your profession and and the animal rights and vegan scene then is it fair to say it was it was quite a a vegan friendly environment or did it still feel like quite a vegan skeptical environment
0: i think it was really vegan friendly and many a word has been said by many a far wiser person than me on the pros and cons of the internet in general and back then I did not have everyday access to the internet. I wonder when I was a kid being bullied at school how the internet might have helped or hindered me because these days online bullying is so awful and the terrible things that can happen but then there are support groups too and I am in a number of social media groups for vegans these days. And there are people who have been vegan for many, many years and new people who join. There's often a big influx in January, which is wonderful, joyful. The whole Veganuary and New Year's resolution malarkey going on. So I think that it's great if we can find that support network and and it just takes skill to 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 be okay this group of people isn't for me on the internet and this group of people is and I the, the the many groups that I'm in, I I think are really lovely. I'm I'm very happy to be. Uh, but then I'm one of those because I'm in my forties. I'm still on Facebook. Like mean, what? What's Facebook? What's that? Was it around at the time of the dinosaurs? What is?
1: <laughs> I remember MySpace, yo.
0: <laughs>
1: so let's let's go to those first few weeks. Or months of you trying to eliminate all animal use fr- from your diet and, and and other parts of your life too. Like what what things helped that transition the most, and I guess what what things hindered. But let's let's go positive to start with.
0: Things being really clearly labelled in restaurants that's always good. But this coincided with me thinking that, and this is a personal opinion, and you do not have to have the same opinion as me over this matter to be vegan, but home cooking's great. Home cooking's great. If we're thinking of vegan stuff that maybe it is possible to have too much of in your diet, like too much salt, too much sugar, you know, you additives, preservatives that are put in ready meals, I think cooking from home can be a wonderful, joyful thing. And I was nervous about embracing it. I did not have faith in my own abilities to cook. And these days, I love it. It's a real treat to make things from scratch and a real treat to invite friends over. And i you know, being a bit sort of hippy-dippy ear, but yeah, I believe you can taste in food when it is made with good energy, and it's so lovely to make food, and I know that our society is very fast-paced, and people often are made to work long hours in areas where they would prefer to not be spending their time, but Cooking is so rewarding, so rewarding, and 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 c- can be inexpensive
1: as well. I think what really comes across there, Dominic, is you're you're citing something that a lot of people might initially see as an obstacle, as a problem, but actually with with a slightly different attitude it becomes an opportunity doesn't it and it becomes an area of personal growth and like you say immense joy sharing it with other people community and and discovering i don't know maybe new cuisines new ingredients new new areas of your life that you didn't think could could bring joy for you just if you open your mind to a, to a possibility that something could be different to how you're perceiving it in the first place. It's hard when when we've got fears and when we've got worries and anxieties and things, it can be hard sometimes to make that leap of faith. But if we can feel strong enough to just give something a go, it's you never know what you might find.
0: I agree so much. And time that is spent mindfully and calmly is time well spent. So I'm a person who maybe doesn't do traditional meditation as often as I know would be a rewarding practice for me. But making food can be a time of zoning out, of being preoccupied with the future anxieties, stressing about the past, wishing we could change stuff that's been and gone cooking can be an act of meditation it can be an act of present moment living something that you do with your own hands your 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 own eyes and you know the, the tangible quality of how food feels when you're preparing it i i really value that time and it's so good for the brain so good to to de-stress. It's really joyful. And a lot of my recipes are really simple. You know, there's a number of different vegetables that could go in a really great bolognese. I tend not to use loads of the the mock meats. The mock meats are fantastic. I love them. They are processed. They are high in salt and, and preservatives. So they are what they are. I generally don't cook with them. I generally, you know, make things like chili and curries and casseroles. I just go down the market and see what what veg are there fewer ingredients is is good because then the ingredients really have space to 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 do their thing and to shine whereas the temptation is to just bang in everything oh you know super and all the taste i just sort of cancel each other out really you end up with mush so fewer ingredients although sweet potato is always going to be a strong contender especially in a, in a in a curry you know sweet potato you know mixed with lentils and then all the lovely herbs and spices and you know maybe just something a bit more solid in there like some mushrooms or 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 you know maybe courgette uh, that 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 could be a great
1: thing i mean that that's i love the passion with which you're speaking about that i'm i'm really feeling the uh, vegan cooking evangelism there and i know lots of other people will be too um so that's one like really pleasant surprise let's say of, of of this journey if that's not too strong a way of of, of referencing it what other surprises have there been po- positive or negative
0: well this is a very personal thing but it it, it it has been good for my career. <laughs> hey! It's been good. Because, you know, I do feel really strongly about, about veganism. And, you know, I feel strongly about animal rights and the environment. And, and you know, I, I think in poetry, uh, poetry is often used on advertisements these days. And that could be great in terms of putting on a platform skillful use of rhyme and meter and imaginative construction of language but if it's just trying to sell you something there's, there's a there's, there's a there's a there's a you know there's a there's a, there's a dual motivation and also it's going to be cozy no advert is going to be saying anything radical it's not because that's not the purpose of it so um Yeah. Uh, May I share a poem
1: with you? Absolutely. Please do. do. I was hoping you would offer.
0: (laughs) Super good. So I've got so many. I've got so many. But I'm going to I think I'm going to share one called beleaguered vegan. I like the rhyme of beleaguered vegan. And it's possible that there may be moments of feeling beleaguered in the journey of people becoming vegan. So here's my poem called Beleaguered Vegan. This vegan is beleaguered. All this green cuisine tastes great, but every time he's out, there's someone studying his plate. A person who will grill him on his strange new age ambition. It seems so many meat eaters have doctorates in nutrition what are you eating clumps of grass he's asked about his platter we have to eat the meat of beasts just don't eat those that matter no cats no dogs try steak this beef is cruelty free i'm told and why would those who want our money lie about what's sold It's normal. I'm not being rude, but I could not eat vegan foods like apples. I enjoy a treat, and fruit is all that vegans eat. Such little choice, I have no doubt. I know I could not live without my. Burgers, curries, chocolate, noodles, chilies, apples, strawberry, noodles, macaroni, strawberry shake, falafel, pizzas, curries, cakes. There's so much food. I know I'd miss a shame. Vegans can't eat none of this. I love it here. This food's the best. What's that? This is vegan. Uh yeah, I guessed. You have confirmed what I had feared. I did know this food tasted weird. This vegan is beleaguered, but before his vegan days, he once called vegans crazy, thought their lifestyles just a phase and said, my meat died happy. Was he there when she died? Should we trust some unseen farm and never look inside when we could listen to Tom York and vegans who inspire Alicia Silverstone, Benjamin Zephaniah, Pretenders Chrissy Hine, Jackasses Steve-O, Def Jams Russell Simmons, this vegans come to know the way these days our milk is made. It's hardly happy how a constant chain of pregnancies is forced on every cow. We hear of free range chickens, not what a cockerel's worth. On free range farms, they'll still grind up the male chicks at birth. So share those films of animals we're told are done, no harm. And battle global warming, stop the gas from modern farms and seek out other vegans. For in numbers, there is might. There's no time to be beleaguered. Now is time
1: to join the fight. Outrageous. Outrageous. Thank you so much, Dominic. What a what a privilege to, to have that performed for us. You're very, very welcome. And um, do you know what I'm really
0: happy about? I On my list of foods where, like, you know, I list all the things, I messed up the list like, completely. And I thought, oh, should I say Duane? Oh, can I film it again? I thought, no, it's symbolic. It's a metaphor, right? Because I messed up the list and I kept going and it doesn't matter. And that's an analogy for any- Anyone who's becoming vegan who goes out to a party and deliberately or accidentally has a a bit of Milk powder in there, in there, or you know, or, or or as a bacon sandwich or whatnot. It's not the end of it. It's not the end. That poem, you know, I kept going and 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 had a joyful conclusion. And the same with our vegan journey. I know how it can feel when, like, you've set your sights or something, and maybe you've told other people, "Oh, I'm doing this thing. I'm doing this thing." And then there's a little blip, and you know, everyone's been there. Everyone's been there, and it doesn't have to be the end of the journey. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know, you just, the next day's a new day. And, you know, for some of my friends, it was really easy. Like one of of my friends, yeah, he was such a staunch meat eater, grew up on a farm and he just switched vegan and has never looked back. And to my knowledge, never had a blip, never had, and that's his journey. Then I've got another friend who's found it really difficult with her in-laws and, you know, sometimes, struggling with those kind of scenarios but she's kept going she's kept going and she's kept uh, accessing people who are supportive and joyful and celebratory and and encouraging of her on the journey and she really believes what she's doing as i do so yeah we got to keep on going
1: absolutely I'm, i'm so glad you said that because i that's that's something i've experienced personally you know i've since saying i've been vegan i've i've not I've not been 100 percent vegan the whole whole time in generally speaking that was at the start of my journey that, that I had a few struggles and they were they were social ones as as you've alluded to earlier not wanting to say to somebody you know that food you've cooked just chuck it in the bin because I'm not going to eat it you know I, I didn't didn't have the tools or resources to to navigate that but but that develops over time doesn't it and you know it's it's a journey and 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 really what we're looking at is a numbers game that's my belief anyway is it's it's a numbers game and we've got the rest of our lives to reduce or eliminate as as much suffering as as possible and actually feeling like we need to give up because we've made a few mistakes or we don't feel like we can we can stick at it you know that it's a real shame that that somebody would feel that way, and I think as a vegan community, we can we should do as much as we can to try and help keep people. I want to say keep people on the horse, but that's not that's not the right analogy to use, is it? You've you've given some really good advice there. Well, lo- lots of different bits of advice to people who are, are going on their journey now. If if you could go back to your earliest self at the start of your. Vegan journey, or maybe your, your your vegetarian journey. What what advice would you give yourself, or, or what what would you do differently, if, if if anything?
0: The advice I'd give myself for uh, uh, the journey into vegetarianism and veganism is the same advice I would give myself in most scenarios. Really, definitely in becoming a poet. Becoming self employed, getting older, having my own flat, you know, just if someone ventures their opinion, think do I care? about their opinion, because not all opinions need to even be listened to. And uh, sometimes I can feel really confident and sometimes I don't feel so confident. I think that's a a, a fairly normal thing to, to experience. And I have certainly had plenty of times where people have been very forward with their views and I've I've really been affected by it. And I'm not saying I'm a master of sort of like water off a duck's back uh, being, but I aim towards that. I aim towards that. And if someone says something that's nonsense, then it's nonsense. And that's the end to it. And it doesn't mean that I have to be um, confrontational with them. Maybe I might choose to be confrontational or maybe I might choose not to be. But I don't have to be. I don't have to be. You know, I I I can be less affected by their nonsense opinions. Yeah, especially if it's a person who who's got some sort of power, be it like someone in an employment situation or a sort of external family member. When there's complicated interpersonal dynamics going on there, like we, I think we've all had like a family gathering where somebody's just spouted a load of nonsense, and we can have emotions about that without doubting ourselves, without doubting ourselves. You know, it's it's the curse of the modern age, isn't it? People saying opinions really confidently and their confidence carrying a greater importance than the things they are saying. And I've been on the receiving end of being like, oh no, but you know, maybe they're right. Maybe I am silly. Maybe I am a snowflake. (laughs) Snowflake pride, y'all.
1: <laughs> oh, great! Um, in terms of how your how your vegan journey has has evolved, we, we've talked a lot about that transition, the, the period just before it, then when it's happening. But you've you've been vegan a, a little while now. Ha, has the way that you have identified as a vegan, or, or lived your life, or, or or felt about the issues and different issues associated with it? has that evolved has has that changed through time, obviously, for people who are, are just dipping their toe into veganism now, they're not really thinking about that. But it it can be interesting to know how these things can mature and develop over time, I guess.
0: If we make any great change to our life, be it we might uh, get into a romantic relationship with someone, or we might move from living with a large family structure to an even larger one, or a smaller one living on our own, it feels a thing when there's a change, and change happens. You know, everything's. In Permanent. When there's a change, it can feel a uh, shocking thing. And I don't feel challenged by me being vegan in any way. It, 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 if if a person has the uh, power and momentum to be an activist and to be there out there all the time campaigning and protesting, that is glorious and brilliant. But if you're listening to this, you're thinking, but that, that's not me. You know, I don't have that to offer the world. And it sounds so difficult being vegan. It isn't. It isn't. Like for me, what has changed is, it is just normal. It is just my day to day. And I don't examine Every packet, you know, when people start thinking about things like gelatine, never heard of gel. What is gelatine? Oh my goodness! So gelatine's not vegan. You know, when when you you think that you're doing really well and then you have crash But all my favourite things have got like beeswax in them. Like you, know, I can feel a bit of a huge journey. But I know all the things that are and aren't vegan now. You know, it's just second nature. And and I know it can sound like what really? Are you like no? Well, yeah, yeah. And it's just like not, you know. And if they do secretly change an ingredient, as sometimes things do, and I accidentally have milk powder, then again, like it's 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 not like everything I eat suddenly completely changes. That's never gonna happen on my vegan journey. It might be one thing. I think, all right, well, I'm gonna choose to not have that now. And it's simple, it'll be like one. Blip that wasn't my fault, and it's just like, oh right, you know, and and I I am I am that way, I am that way. So I want to reassure people that they think, oh, it feels so much. Well, it might do at first. It's the same way that any change in our life can feel like a change because it is a change, but it's not that way forever. I do not feel hindered or restricted in any way. I I said in my poem about, oh, such little choice is a thing you get all the time. And it's like, you know what? I'm 44 years old. I have not eaten every vegan food there is. If you have eaten every single vegan food there is, then you could be in a position to say, oh, it's such a limited diet. But, you know, if you say to people, oh, what's the bigger number, a billion or a trillion? It's kind of irrelevant, isn't it? If They're both such big numbers that, you know, you're never going to count up to them all. It doesn't matter. It's not limiting being vegan because there's so much choice and I've not yet had everything. You know, I often stumble across dishes or seek out dishes or given dishes that are new and wonderful or maybe they're not wonderful maybe oh you know that that's less to my taste really and it's all beautiful but it's not limiting at all.
1: And I I think the point you make about those initial I don't know let's call them teething difficulties with a a new type of lifestyle that's that's really important to remember isn't it and like you know you you go into to schools with your work work, uh, working with children and when you think of all the steps that's required for somebody to hear some words, and then write them down on a piece of paper. Hugely complex things that people have to be able to do. They have to understand language. They have to be able to pick up a pen. They have to be able to write, understand letters. And yet that becomes a fluent skill, um, whereas at the start it's it's so difficult and every little step of it is is really hard. And actually going vegan is, is far easier than learning to write or <laughs> learning to read and things like that. So it's it does become fluent, doesn't it? I. I'd like to ask you for some top tips and some kind of like summing up points for for people who are, are going or starting their vegan journey in a moment Dominic but I've got a couple of the li- little questions before we we get there and maybe hopefully there'll be time for another poem if if, if you're happy to you, you've been vegan for 15 16 years what what do you think are the the difficulties with with being vegan or with with the vegan community that that people aren't talking about enough like what what can we do better oh
0: oh i think that in any walk of life in the same way as i say it's okay to not like a poem doesn't mean you hate all poems you could not like one netflix show doesn't necessarily mean you dislike all netflix i guess with people i guess maybe there are some vegans who I've met on my life, I think, oh, for other non-vegan reasons, I don't really get on with you. So I generally avoid you. I don't have to be busy mates with someone just because they're vegan. I I I generally am. But I kind of think that I'm quite good at spending time with people who I choose to spend time with. So I I don't feel any uh, awkwardness or, 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 or hostility or, or anything that That negative from from any vegans who who I personally know. There's people who can act in ways we dislike in any community, I guess. But I'm very fortunate that I don't. I don't think. Yeah, there's there's nothing I'd change. Nothing. (laughs) Is there
1: anything then, if I can change the phrasing of the question? Anything you think that people need more support with than they're being given? Because I I think there are there are lots of things that we do well in the vegan movement or that are are rapidly increasing. So if you look at, say, I don't know, vegan ready meals, there's, you you know, you could have a different one for every day of the year, for example. Whereas I don't know whether we give enough support to one another all the time. I don't know. I think that sometimes there's, there's issues that we could preempt a bit better or I I don't know. There's always going to be things we can improve on. My
0: experience of people is a great experience. What I do think new vegans might find a challenge, which was not a challenge when I became vegan. So a new challenge is junk food everywhere. So when I became vegan, there were fewer options, but the options were mostly healthy. And fair play, people have been like, you know what, we're allowed to like burgers. We're allowed to like sausages. But oh, my goodness. Um, I shared a flat with a wonderful uh, vegan woman, uh, a friend who I really liked. But her diet, it was abysmal. It was abysmal. And she was about 10 years younger than me. And I thought, you're not doing yourself any favours. So something that I think uh, we, we could do better is seek out healthier food because the the it is, it is the, the, the dominant vegan force is junk. And there's a place for it. And I'm no stranger to a little bit of junk food now and again, but it's not good to have that every day. People are, people are, and uh, they are you know, it's quite hard actually. To see, if you're eating out to—to to, to find, you know, there are places that do like massive, like sort of saladty type things, like Buddha bowls and stuff with like uh, African vegetables. They're just really exotic and tasty and healthy and brilliant. And I will always like seek out that because I think that that's going to be the, the harder sell for the restaurant. I bet they sell fewer of this vegan option and then you know that is something to be supported
1: i can say from personal experience owning a restaurant they are definitely the harder sell the healthier things and you you occasionally get the old school hardcore vegan come and go why don't you do more whole foods because because no one buys it and then we have to throw it out or eat it ourselves well eat it ourselves until you know we can't eat anymore and then yeah, then have to give the rest away or whatever. You've segued nicely into the other question I was going to ask you, which was hypothetical time travel. Let's say your vegan journey starts today, 2024, what do you think it would look like for you personally? How would you react to starting your vegan journey now?
0: I, I think I would be eating burgers every day. I think that's what my vegan journey would be. And a big reason I gave up dairy cheese, I mentioned way earlier on about giving stuff up bit by bit of my journey through eggs. Well, cheese actually was nothing to do with awareness of uh, how cows are... Are treated for milk. It's to do with getting overweight and me wanting to lose weight and giving up cheese for for that reason and it being successful. And then, as I also mentioned earlier, um, deciding right, well, I'll eat dairy cheese in moderation and buying some after about three months of not having it and really having lost the taste. And we hear that from people all the time, like, "Oh, I could never give up cheese. I could never give up cheese." And as a vegetarian, I had cheese every day, at least one meal a day, often lunch and dinner often. And I loved it. I loved it. and My tastes change. Buying myself cheese as a treat, having given it up for weight reasons, non-vegan reasons and disliking it, but being someone who doesn't believe in weight. So forcing myself to eat because I was living on my own at the time. So I ate it all bit by bit, hated every bite and thought, well, if I want to keep this weight off, Maybe it's a good thing to not eat cheese. But I think my vegan journey now would be in the world where these things are all around us, not dairy cheese, but like the the, the vegan junk food and, and how delicious it can taste. And I think that it would be it would be it would be a great challenge. It would be a great challenge. I also I work away from home a lot. So uh, uh, I don't always have the luxury of having accommodation which has a kitchen. So um, but There are curries. There are curries. You know, curries are are, are not not burgers. So yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. Last last question then, and then if we can finish on a poem, that would be a a great privilege to to have have two in one recording. I'm going to give you one minute in an elevator ride now with somebody who is just starting veganuary now, or has been vegan for for a month or so. You've got a minute to give them as much wisdom, as many tips, or, or or, or whatever as, as you can, what are you going to say to them?
0: I'm not saying that it's good to be really big-headed and arrogant, but it's done my self-worth such good. As someone who was bullied, who felt really bad about themselves, to, to know that I really am doing a good thing, that I'm, you know, we, we all know the, the kicking off about plastic straws and how these little things, and I am going to call them little things, can become icons that that cynical businesses use to twist us into, you know, this really is a great thing in terms of environmental impact and reducing the harm to the world in which we all live before we even think about whether... We ourselves would be able to go out and 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 kill an animal for food. Whether we can do that, whether we agree from a you know uh, caring about other lives, just the environmental impact. I feel really proud of of me being vegan and person in an elevator. I feel really proud of you for being vegan. Well done, you. So keep on at it.
1: <laughs> Fantastic! You've you've done that like three seconds before the the elevator doors opened as well. Like absolutely brilliant timing you can can tell you do this for a living well not not uh collaring people in elevators but um public speaking dominic it's been such a pleasure to to speak with you this evening and and i know everyone listening will will feel really inspired and educated and and really really heard from, from the things you're saying. So thank you so much for that. If we can finish with a, a poem of your choice, that would be absolutely outstanding.
0: Oh, I would love to. Well, the first one I did, Beleaguered Vegan, is a poem that I often say. But this year's a big year for me. Uh, Christmas 2024, I'm having a selected poems, book being published, a kind of greatest hits of my poetry. And the one I said before, Beleaguered Vegan, sadly, that's one that isn't going in there. But the this next one is, and I'm really glad because it's a poem that I wrote uh, at a very specific time in my life. And that period isn't so well documented. So this poem, I'm going to say now, in fact, it's going to be in this book by the book, everyone, Buy the book when it comes out. <laughs> um, this is a poem all about a question we often get asked about. It's a poem about protein. And it goes like this. Protein, 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 protein is a biochemical compound whose name Basilius found. Von Voigt claimed flesh makes flesh. Sanger sequenced insulin, Peritz prized haemoglobin, and the Swedish were impressed. More studies on its benefits directed mutagenesis, as Weissman had foreseen. Now, to give these claims such credence does not distract from this grievance. Where do vegans get protein? What exactly do you eat? It can't be healthy. No meat. Such Shakespearean introspection between the facts to delve, lament, be 12 or not be 12. Surely that must be the question. Well, it's simple. To eat sensible. The soybean lacks cholesterol, is easily fortified, and cooked can taste exceptional, tongue tinglingly sensual. And yes, it does provide protein, as does peanut butter, black beans, flax seeds, pecans, almonds, lentils, and cashews. And yet, here is my beef. I hear debates on my belief. People Question What I choose when I don't choose for pigs to feel. I don't believe their pain is real. That's fact, not myth, and not needed. So, can we in evolution swap those myths? For resolution, see the cruelty superseded the facts of protein's chemistry. A document through history, they're laid out plain and clear. So, I hopefully wait for an honest, heartfelt date when protein's myths will finally disappear
1: that was brilliant thank you so much dominic a very fitting end for the show and uh, a very comprehensive answer to that question where where do you get your protein We we can just play that now that's that's easy that's one one less thing we need to worry about that was outstanding i'm gonna say thank you very much for being on the show and have a super rest of your evening
0: oh thank you so very much for having me it has been a joy
1: wow what a fantastic conversation that was to be part of really really grateful for dominic's time there and insights into his veganism and his journey hope you got a lot from that i certainly did now unless you're listening on the first or second of january 2024 there will be more conversations like this in your podcast feed just look at wherever you got this one from and there will be several other episodes i imagine for you to listen to with different people talking about their vegan journey you might also be interested to know that we at enough of the falafel do a weekly news show called Vegan Week, as well as a weekly discussion show called Vegan Talk, where we talk about all sorts of thorny issues that might affect vegans or animals in general. So be sure to check those out. You can give us reviews and comments and all sorts of other lovely things that will make our day. But the most important thing to us is that you're enjoying our content. So uh, hope that you do so. That's all from us for this episode, but we'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now.